Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to Expect a Miracle, our weekly podcast. Each week, I bring you outstanding guests from all over the world. And speaking of all over the world, two of my great friends from Moscow, Russia, pastors of Good News Church, my longtime friends, Pastor Rick and Denise Renner are my guests today. Welcome them to the podcast. Rick and Denise, God bless you, and thank you for joining me today. We are so glad to be with you, Richard. We'd rather be with you than anybody. <laughs> well, I received that. I received that, and I thank you. I thank you so much. Um, well, thank you, Denise. God bless you. Tell me a little bit of the story of how you two got together, because I know you were you were studying. You had been taking a Greek and journalism in school, and uh, Denise, you were preparing for a, a metropolitan opera career. How did a how did a Greek a, a Greek studier becoming a Greek scholar later, uh, and, and a Metropolitan Opera singer get together. We met in church. And actually, the first time that I met Denise, I didn't meet her. I heard her. We were in a service, and somebody in the back of the room began to sing a prophetic song. And I thought, who in the world is that voice? And I turned, and there was Denise. And that's the way we met. It's quite yeah. a story. There's got to be some, there's gotta be more to it than that. That's the guy version. Now, Denise, give me the girly version. You know, I've got Lindsay and three daughters. They always say, Daddy, give me the girly version. Okay. Well, Richard, he, he actually ended up proposing to me three times because he kept getting scared and taking back <laughs> those other two proposals. Richard, I literally would call her and say, Denise, can we uh, just pretend like, I didn't propose to you and just go on. <laughs> well, now you see that gives hope to, to guys out there who are terrified. That gives hope that there still could be something at the end that works out fine. <laughs> well, and also, you know, it's a serious uh, decision. And so he was taking it very seriously. Well, it is. So a I, I admire him for that. It is but a I'm serious so, decision. I'm so thankful I married Denise. What a, what a blessing she well, is. Lindsay and I have Lindsay and I have loved you guys for so long, and I'm so thrilled that you're with me today. Tell me, uh, when you first came into ministry, and as the Iron Curtain fell, and the Lord led you to go to Riga, Latvia, tell me that story, because I was there just uh, a little earlier than you uh, when the Iron Curtain was still up. Uh, it was still controlled by the by. It was still the Soviet Union. I was there in Riga and in uh, Vilnius in Lat in uh, Lithuania and also in Tallinn. In fact, I was I was uh, stopped by the KGB and not allowed to pray for the sick while I was in in Estonia. So I've been in those countries, uh, preaching and praying for the sick, but but not in the way that you are. Not in the way that you built that great church. Well, Richard, you know I was in the ministry for a long time before we moved here. But in 1991, I was invited to teach in a Bible school here in the former Soviet Union. And so I was, you know, it was the first above ground Bible school. I mean, it was illegal. It was across the street from the KGB in the town where it was located. And when I stood up to speak and I opened my Bible, I heard the Holy Spirit say, welcome to your new home. I was stunned. <laughs> I, I thought, what? But I, but I knew that's really what I heard. And so that week I looked around at the dilapidated buildings and the broken streets and the empty stores and people standing in line waiting just for bread, thinking this is my new home. But I knew that God had spoken to me. So I came home and I began to study Russian. Very quickly, I began to learn the Russian language. 
And finally, I worked up the nerve to tell Denise that we would move into the Soviet Union. Now, I got to interrupt. Denise, what was the first thought that crossed your mind when he said, hey, Denise, by the way, we're moving to the former Soviet Union? Well, first of all, he told me on the telephone. (laughs) You you big chicken. You big chicken, Rick. (laughs) What a chicken. (laughs) I mean, we got engaged over the telephone. So now, you know, we're changing our whole life course over the telephone. And so he told me that we were moving. And I so told him, I said, well, I'm not very excited at this moment. But I know that when I get on that airplane, that I'm going to be just as excited as you are. And she was. And Richard, when we moved here, it was still the Soviet Union. I mean, it it wasn't after the fact. It was still the Soviet Union. And it was um, that was a different world. And I have to tell you, Richard, this move of Marxism and socialism in the West. What in the world are they thinking? Yeah. This part of the world would never go back to that. They've been there. They have done that. It is a totally collapsed experiment. It does not work. There's not enough money. There's not enough money in the world to pay for socialism. I tell people who talk like that and, and, and say, this is what we want in America. I say, why don't you go to that country over there for the next three or four months and come back and see if you feel the same way? <laughs> but you know, Richard, I want to tell you, that what we have seen, this is our 30th anniversary. We've been here 30 years. And what we have seen in 30 years, I don't, I don't think a fiction writer could write it. It is so radical what has taken place. We have gone from a country that was totally broken, the infrastructure destroyed, no products in the store, couldn't get milk, couldn't get sugar, couldn't even get eggs. You know, we wondered where did all the chickens go? You couldn't get gas for your car. We couldn't even get rubles. It was totally, totally collapsed. And today it is just a marvel. What we are living in and what we have experienced has just been the birth of a wonderful nation. And to think that we've been here for 30 years and God has allowed us to play a role in the emerging church in this part of the world. It's the greatest honor God could give us. Rick, you, you, you stayed in Riga for a number of years and then God spoke to you about going to Moscow. Now, how did you feel? Did you think, well, now, wait a minute, God, are, are you sure you know what you're doing? Uh, we've established this work here in in the former Baltic, uh, in those Baltic states. What about going down to Moscow? How did you feel about that? I always knew we'd end up in Moscow. I, I knew that from the very beginning. But Denise did not like Moscow because back in those days, it was the heart of communism. It was dirty. It stank. You smelled coal in the air and fumes. It was just a bad place back in those days. But the same grace that came on Denise to move over here in the first place came on her again when we decided to move to Moscow. And I remember when we moved here, Denise saying, I just love the smell of all the exhaust from the cars. I thought, well, she is really under grace. (laughs) Denise, how how did you find it? And how did you make that transition from well, the United States to Latvia now to Moscow, the, the heart of that part of the world. Well, it was supernatural, Richard. Honestly, the Lord led me to take a fast for uh, two two weeks, and I had never fasted really ever. <laughs> so, but I thought, well, I won't die, so I fasted. And <clears throat> after that fast, um, this grace came to me, and the way we moved here is amazing because uh, we moved here in two and a half days notice. We had planned to move in January, but in the month of 
August, I said, hey, why wait? Let's just go. We had a trip planned to go to show the boys a school in Moscow. <clears throat> and, and he said, well, why don't we just move now? So two and a half days later, we were on the train and we abruptly moved to Moscow. Richard, I'm telling you, we love this city. Now, did your three boys go along with this? They have three beautiful, wonderful sons. Did they go along with this? Yes, they, they did. They were so excited. And when we moved to Moscow, it's it's like our wings were cut free. Yeah. You know, people said, oh, it's such a big, difficult city. It has never been that for us. We have had such a grace to be in this city. And Richard, this city is enormous. On an average workday, there's 30 million people in transit in this city. Wow. That's a lot of, that's the, that's the population of Texas yes. in one city. But, you know, we, it just, we have flourished here. It's just been marvelous. And from here, we broadcast our teaching ministry all over the world. Who would have ever thought that from Moscow, we would be broadcasting to the United States or we'd be broadcasting all over the world? I mean, we came here to help this part of the world. And now from here, we're touching the whole world. I just think that is miraculous. Did you begin uh, Moscow Good News Church immediately when you moved to Moscow? No, no, not immediately. First, we went on television. And we had a big crusade, just like you've had all over the world. And yes. thousands and thousands of people came and amazing miracles took place. This was about seven months after we moved here. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, now what are you going to do with all these people that just got saved? And I knew what that meant. That meant we had to start a church. And Richard, that week, we water baptized in three days, 926 people. Wow. That is a lot of people. That is a lot of water. <laughs> and those people became members of our church. That's yes. the way we started in Riga. And your your television ministry uh, emanates from there. And also now you have a church. Don't you have a church in uh, in Kiev, in uh, uh, Ukraine as well? We do. We have a church in Riga. We have a church in Moscow. Uh, there's a church that we started in Kiev. It's doing marvelous, wonderful church. But really our base is here in the city of Moscow. Richard, we have about 250 employees. I mean, it, just, it was so unlikely that all of this would take place. But it's, it's just what God did. And Denise and I have stood back and watched at it in amazement. It's just been an amazing thing to watch. Well, I remember it was back in about uh, the early 1960s. I was just maybe 12, 13, 14 years of age when my father went to Moscow and ministered to a number of underground ministries and pastors. And while he was there, God spoke to him and said, Russia is going to open up mm. and uh, get yourself prepared for what is going to happen there in that nation. And it has happened exactly as he said, and I am so thrilled at what God is doing. Uh, Rick, you are a prolific writer. Uh, your, uh, your, your book on uh, special on gems has been a great blessing to Lindsay and me. Your newest book, which is, uh, 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 this book's got to be 25 pounds, I'm sure. It's, it's uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> 30 pounds. Our faith-filled journey to the ends of the earth is called Unlikely. I mean, uh, this is as big as an old James Michener novel, Rick, that, you know, that I read when I was a kid. This, uh, tell me a little bit about this book, and tell me a little bit about, about how people can get a copy of this book and your other books. Well, they can get all of my books at renner.org in our store. Richard, I've written about 40 or 50 books. I've actually lost count. But that book is our story. We call it unlikely because it is so unlikely that me and Denise and our family would be doing what we're doing. It's just totally unlikely. 
And uh, I mean, we were both grew up Baptist. Richard, I remember our pastor telling Oral Roberts jokes from the pulpit. <laughs> Here we are, blazing charismatics Pentecostals. I mean, it's so unlikely that we would have gone from where we were religiously to who we are today. And it's we're, we're just so thankful, Richard. I'm just so thankful. Well, I'm so thankful for both of you. Denise, now you've continued singing. You've never stopped singing, right? No, I've never stopped singing. Because whenever I am with you in the United States, uh, you're always singing. Uh, in the, the Copeland Conventions and other things where I have been with you and Rick, you always sing and you sing so beautifully. Tell me, tell me how you keep your voice fit. This is the honest truth. I listen to world-renowned opera singers. And because I spent so many hours training, I mean, not hours, years and years and years training a top voice, that when I hear what they're doing, my, my body it automatically does what they're doing. And so listening to them and, and then, you know, and then singing, of course, myself, that's what keeps, that's what keeps me in shape. Our house sounds like a concert hall like every day. But you know, Richard, one of the greatest privileges when, was when Denise was invited to sing on the stage of the great stage of the Moscow Kremlin. It was amazing, amazing. She sang the Lord's Prayer on the very stage where the Soviet government at one time had made all their rules against Christians. And there was Denise standing on that stage. It was just wonderful. Oh, it, what an honor. What an honor. What do you wish you had known uh, when you started, when you first went to the Soviet Union, or the former Soviet Union, I should say, what do you wish you had known at that point that you know now? Richard, you know, somebody asked me recently, what's the biggest thing I've ever had to fight in my life? I think they thought I was going to say the devil or communists. But really, the truth is, it's me. And I learned that if I can conquer me, then I can do anything. The devil is not a problem. He, he is small stuff. If we can just deal with ourselves and become a conduit through whom God can use, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. So probably 30 years ago, I would have focused more on conquering me so that I could become a better vessel for the Lord. Also, Richard, I probably wouldn't worry much because, you know, as you get older, you learn that worry is just a waste of time. It's going to all turn out okay. God always provides God has never failed. He's never late. It all works out. And when I was younger, I spent a lot of time worrying. I don't do that anymore. It's like, it's something that I just don't do. And I wish that I had known that earlier. Well, that's very healthy. And that's very, very good, solid advice. And I appreciate your giving that. I, I feel the same way. I'm about to celebrate my 73rd birthday. And uh, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to take it easy, not in the sense of not working. I don't mean that way, but take it easy in, in the faith realm, because I know that God has not fallen off the throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did, he's still doing. He's still bringing miracles. And I've learned how to expect a miracle, a new miracle every day of my life. Mm, I appreciate awesome. that. Denise, let me ask you the same question. What, what do you wish you had known? Now you here you are uh, n not only not only singing but also you're a mother to three young children moving to the former Soviet Union. What do you wish you you had learned uh, back then that you know now? Uh, you know what, Richard? I know what it is. I wish that I would have spent more time with them, I, with Jesus. I wish I would have just 
treasured more time with him because I would have made different choices. I would have been a different mother. I would have been a different wife. But I was trying so hard, you know, in our own in our own ability to be the best that we can be, to figure out who we are. I was trying to figure out who I was, and and um, and so I know that if I had a deeper fellowship with him, like I have now with him. I would have been a different wife. I would have been a different mother. But I can't go back. And I just relish what he's showing me now about himself. Mm, powerful. Rick, I'm going to ask you one more question. I'm going to put you on the spot now, okay? Okay. If, if this afternoon you were seated, you were on your knees in a living room with Oral Roberts sitting in front of you, Catherine mm-hmm. Kuhlman sitting in front of you, T.L. Osborne sitting in front of you, and Kenneth Hagen Sr. sitting in front of you. Those four individuals. And you could ask only one question that each four, each of the four would give you an answer. What question would you ask? What would you say has been the secret to your ministry? That's, that's probably what I would ask. You know, one time I did have dinner with your dad, and I asked him what was his memory of his greatest failure. And what was his answer? His answer shocked me, Richard. We were having dinner was with Oral and Evelyn and with Charles and Francis Hunter. And they were all talking about all the miracles they'd seen in all their lives. It was a hilarious conversation. Your mother said, yeah. you know where I think we failed it? We haven't raised enough people from the dead. I remember thinking, what kind of people are we sitting with? <laughs> And your daddy, your daddy said, I had a meeting in Brazil. He said, I went back to my room and I cried every night. I said, why? He said, because the crowds were so big. And he, your daddy lifted up his big hands. And he said, my ministry is the laying on of hands. He said, I couldn't touch the people. I would never forgot your dad saying that. And he said, I felt like I failed. And I thought, you know, most people would say, wow, I had the biggest crowd that I've ever had in my life. And your dad went home heartbroken that he couldn't touch people. That is what your dad told me. Well, that is the story of his life, uh, Rick. I remember when he came home from Kenya in 1968, he had bigger crowds than President Jomo Kenyatta was having, 100,000 people at a time. And uh, he would lay hands on about 10,000 in a day and give out. He couldn't, he couldn't give out anymore. And there were another 10,000 to pray for that he could not pray for. And the, the team came home telling about the great miracles. He came home crying because he couldn't touch more people. That is exactly what your daddy told me. But he us. said to me, he said, son, you won't have to go through that. God's going to manifest the word of knowledge through you, and you won't have to use your hands the way God has used my hands. It'll be the same anointing but it'll be through your voice. And he said, when you go to Kenya, which he prophesied that I would, he said, you'll have twice as many people and you'll have twice as many miracles. And I did in 2010 because of what he said. And it meant a great deal to me. But those early pioneers like my dad and the others that I mentioned, they paid a tremendous price for what they had. Catherine Kuhlman used to say to me, Richard, no one knows the price that I have paid to have the anointing that I have. And you're paying a price. You and Denise are paying a tremendous price. Here you are over in another part of the world, and yet God is using you mightily. 
Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. We're, we're just thankful he's using that. Uh, we're so thankful. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again, Denise. I said we are so thankful that he used us. And Richard, we love you, Lindsay, and I love your daddy, and I love your mother. I thought you were so <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, before we close, uh, my dear friends, uh, you may be watching this today, or you may be just listening. We want to have a time of prayer. Prayer, my father taught me, is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. Prayer, you can take your faith and you can use it, and you can believe God for the miracle that you need. God is not a, a somewhere, somehow God. He's a right now God. And he's always on time. And so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Rick and Denise if they will pray, and then I want to pray for you. Pastor? Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus right now that we can be with Richard today. And Lord, you said where two or three of you are gathered, you would be there. You never said we had to be in the same room. And Lord, today thousands of us are gathered, and you're in the midst of us. And right now, Lord, Denise and I are asking you to touch every person, touch their need, Respond to their prayer. Lord, I ask you to move mightily in their life. According to Jeremiah 33, 3, you said that if we would call out to you in faith, you would answer and you would do mighty things. And that is what we're asking you to do in Jesus' name. And I add my prayers to Rick's prayers. Friend, there is no distance in prayer. God's right here where I am in Tulsa. He's right there in Moscow where Rick and Denise are. But more importantly, he's right there where you are. So in the authority of Jesus' name, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, which says he sent his word and healed them and yes. delivered them from their destructions. According to that word, I send it to you now in the name of Jesus for healing from the crown of your head, even unto the soles of your feet. Satan, I adjure you by the name of Jesus. You take your hands off of God's property. You loose them and set them free. And in Jesus' name, I pray over you and I expect a miracle. And I'm not turning loose until you get it. In amen. Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. and amen. Richard, yes, ma'am. I had a word of knowledge. Oh, please, please, please. Somebody listening to us right now, you are so tempted to give up. Do not give up because Jesus wants to take you to the other side and he's inside of your boat, so to speak. And he's going to bring you through that storm and he's going to get you to the other side. You stay right there and don't you give up. Amen. And let me give you the second part of her word of knowledge. Uh, Galatians 6, 9, be not weary. In your well-doing, for yes. you shall reap in due season if you don't give up. That's Amen. Right. That's right. Amen. Pastor Rick and Denise, thank you so much for being with me today. This is his new book, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. Unlikely. Go to Renner.org. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Renner.org. All of his materials, all of Denise's materials are all available on that site. I know it'll be a blessing. Make sure you use both hands with this book. This book is a handful. <laughs> and it'll be a blessing. It'll be a blessing in your life. Rick and Denise, God bless you. And thank you all so much for joining me today. Join me next week for another outstanding podcast. God bless you. See you then. Text giving is now available. It's as simple as taking out your mobile phone and opening your text app. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Then just follow the prompts. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada 
to 77977. That's RRM to 833-881-6442 in the USA and RRM Canada to 77977 if you're in Canada. And we'll put the numbers in the show notes for easy reference. Your generosity makes a difference.